just want to mention really quickly as we welcome uh, Mary and Rob into the conversation, uh, I want to briefly turn our attention to BC and their basically rock star of health there, the head of health, Dr. Bonnie Henry. Uh, she, of course, famously, she's had shoes designed in her honor by uh, John Fluvog. Uh, she was uh, tapped to take over the social media of Olivia Munn, if we remember that. And now Dr. Bonnie Henry has become a literal poster child for science and for a place called Science World, which, as I understand it, is essentially kind of like their version of the Ontario Science Center here. Now, they've lost some $13 million uh, during the pandemic, and they are now leaning on Dr. Henry by putting her face on this billboard throughout Vancouver. But it's just not any picture, just not any pic of Dr. Bonnie Henry. It happens to be a seven-year-old Bonnie Henry (laughs) with the caption, I love this, the cell line is, the world needs more nerds. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <gasps> she looks so adorable and so smart, right? And so ready to just take on the world. Uh, Absolutely. I love it. Yeah, you know what? She's got the glasses and uh, the whole thing uh, going on. And obviously they did this with her approval. And I would think Mary tongue firmly in uh, cheek here. But I think what this speaks to is maybe just maybe and this is long overdue, a greater appreciation, thanks to this pandemic, that we all now have for our healthcare our workers, healthcare officials, and, and researchers. Isn't that true? I mean, we call them our heroes, and it's time, you know, that they do have a light shine upon them. And I hope that things like this and campaigns like this will encourage young girls to say, yes, I can do it. And Bonnie Henry has been such a a calm and formidable force. And look at how they have done so well in B.C. And she's just got this lovely tone. Like she could be telling you the worst news possible, (laughs) something you don't want to hear. But she delivers it with that beautiful voice and tone. And you just feel like the world is going to be okay. You know, maybe just maybe, since we're still a hot spot, is there any way we could just borrow Dr. Henry? I mean, right? for a couple of weeks, a couple of months. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, she has done just an amazing job, obviously, in the uh, province of uh, BC. So uh, good on her and a lot of great accolades that have come her way, and deservedly so. As we, as we mentioned off the top, have just uh, entered stage three, or we will on Friday, the announcement just coming down, as you heard in the last half hour here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Now, basically, I'm not going to go through the entire laundry list of everything, but if I had to encapsulize it, and uh, Rob, I said this to you during the the news break, if I've got this right, uh, we're not open in Toronto, we're not open in Windsor, and you can't go to Wonderland, and you can't go to the Mandarin. So what's the point? (laughs) Stay at home. Yeah, but but I think that basically, I think if I had to encapsulize stage three in two sentences, not here, and we can't go to Wonderland or the Mandarin still, because no amusement parks, no buffets open. But restaurants in dining will open on Friday in uh, 24, I think, uh, they say locations throughout the province. So you can go into a restaurant again. You can actually go into a gym. Uh, Rob, how do you feel about that, about maybe going back indoors inside to a restaurant? Uh, I'm still not feeling it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. What do you What do you need? I mean, I'm not hankering to go to a restaurant. I'm I'm cool cooking at home, and uh, I don't go to the gym. So, 
I'm good. <laughs> yeah, like we didn't so need honest. another excuse not to go to the exactly. gym, right? Uh, how about you, Mary? Are you feeling kind of comfortable about this? Well, first of all, I want to give a shout out to the Mandarin. We do takeout from <laughs> oh. the Mandarin. You can do takeout from the Mandarin. That's and good they're point. still doing takeout. And we love it. And listen, the customer service and everything there has never been better. Um, if you ask me restaurant or gym, and if I had to choose one, I would choose the gym. I am missing the gym so much. And there's, you know, only so many different ways you can try and do what you, you, you kind of were used to doing in the gym or in my case, in the pool. Um, so really missing that a lot. I was going to say, what is it you can't do at home that you can do at the gym? Are you doing like those inverted sit-ups and, <laughs> you know, like hanging from your ankles upside down and doing 25 crunches? Do I think it's home. also the, uh, the <laughs> it, it, just the encouragement. It's like, I am going to the gym. I'm doing this. Like, as opposed to, you know, I'm at home. I could be making dinner. Or I could be be doing so many other things. It's so distracted. But, I know. I've kind um, of been half and half on that because I've been doing a bunch of home workouts as well. And it is the easiest thing in the world to blow off, right? It's because... Uh, do I really want to go? Like, I got like a little setup downstairs, and then I got a little setup in the garage, and it's right there. It's convenient. I have absolutely no excuse. All I got to do is pull on a pair of shorts, or not even that. I usually have shorts on these days, of course. It's been so hot. It's like literally eight steps to go work out, and some days that's too much. So what about you? Are you ready to go back to the gym? Are you ready to go back to the restaurants? I, I need more details, particularly on the gym, because I've seen, and this is something we did not get from the government, and I'm wondering just how thorough they are with the regulations. I remember when we went to stage two and we talked to various people, particularly restaurants, they weren't exactly clear what was expected of them. And I'm wondering just how uh, well thought out and has this been spelled out to gyms? Like, do they need these plastic bubbles and tents that you can work out in and you've got to book your time uh, ahead of time and then somebody will come in and sanitize? I still need those sort of details. Yeah, and it's been so tough on these, you know, these gyms, these big brand name gyms that have, you know, locations all over all over the country. And hopefully they'll be able to open up their doors and be able to do whatever, you know, needs to be done to get people back in. Well, certainly these brands, they have their job cut out for them. They get a big job ahead of them when it comes to restoring, quite frankly, you know, patrons' trust and safety that it's okay to come back. Uh, let's welcome in our buddy, uh, brand expert, Mike Leon. He's been listening in and joins us now with some thoughts here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Mike, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. Is that the big challenge for a lot of these uh, companies, chains, and uh, brands as a lot of the province heads to stage three, phase three, the reopening uh, on Friday, is just trying to regain the safety and the trust of their clientele? You know what? I, I think you're right to an extent. Like, I think it, some of it is kind of regaining the trust. I think of it, some of it also is is showing up again and being present again because, you know, a lot of these brands – during the pandemic, especially like the very early days of the pandemic, they weren't sure what to do. So, you know, a lot of big brands stopped advertising altogether. And then, you know, when they started kind of getting into the picture again, there was still this question and this nervousness around how much and how present should you actually be? So I think for a lot of brands, the question is now, you know, you want to stay top of mind, but you want to stay top of mind the right way and still not seem to be too needy or seem to be trying to sway people too much. So it, it's trying to find that balance. Okay, would a, a good way of staying top of mind and staying involved with your customers or your clientele be something like a lot of gym chains who actually email on a regular basis their clientele with uh, 
workouts or they hosted virtual workouts on their website. That way they were still relevant and still part of their customers' lives for this? You know what? Absolutely, Jeff. And you know, that I think there's a lot that could be taken, a lot of wisdom that could be taken from the way restaurants handled this whole thing. Because, you know, some of it was totally out of necessity. You know, out of survival, they moved to takeout. But what they managed to do is they managed to still stay top of mind and relevant for people. So I think, you know, for sure, if you're a gym and you're putting out workout tips through social media or through emails, 100% that's going to help stay relevant. The other thing is, too, is, you know, I think, like, you know, you, you both mentioned the idea that, you know, people are really confused and businesses are confused about how to implement the government policies. So a lot of businesses that have been faring well with customers have been extra, extra careful. So they've said, look, like in the absence of clarity, we're going to be way more conservative than anybody else could tell us to be. And we're doing this for you. And that's that's proven to actually be a good marketing campaign unto itself because people appreciate that these brands are taking their safety super seriously, even if it comes at the expense of their own profit. So I think that's really sending a message as well. Uh, Mike, is a big job for a lot of these uh, brands is to get across to uh, customers what they've done and what they're going to be doing differently uh, moving forward. And I'm thinking about the in-dining restaurant experience. Like, are they going to have to maybe advertise that uh, we've only got 50% of the tables we used to have and that there's certain barriers in place to ensure your safety? Is that the sort of messaging they need to get out, do you think? You know what, I think the what is important, but I think what's even more important about that is the why. So why are we doing these things? Why are we only limiting the, the seating to 50%? And, you know, some of it you can you can chalk up to the, um, the regulations, but I think a big part of it really should be chalked up to what the brand believes. You know, we're limiting people to keep you guys safe. We're making sure that the in-dining experience is extra special because we know that you've been wanting to go out for the last five months. So we want to make it really, really good. And why do we want to do all these things? Because that's who we are. And I think if brands kind of can connect the dots all the way around between, you know, what they do, how they do it, and why they do it, what's going to start to happen is people are going to kind of remember, oh, yeah, that's why I love them in the first place. You know, I love that brand. And it's the same feeling you have when somebody does something really nice for you and you realize, right, this is why I'm friends with this person in the first place. So Mm -hmm. I think the brands that really get that are going to do really well. Just mention the word feeling, and as you well know, nothing works like emotion when it comes to branding and marketing. And I'm hearing these commercials in my head uh, right now, certain restaurants and other places of business saying, we missed you, welcome back. Is that the sort of thing we're going to hear too? Totally, totally. And I think the challenge will be, you know, if everybody's saying it, then it just becomes noise. So the ones that will do it really well find a way to do it differently. And I think the, the, the difference will be in making sure that it's true to who they are, to their personality. So if their brands are a little on the quirky side, then make sure that welcome back message is a little quirky. Or if the brand is very much about history and and nostalgia, then, you know, that welcome back message could be along that way as well. So I think think being really true to who they are and their personalities is what's really going to help them get through this. And actually, it's it's what has already helped a lot of brands get through this. Yeah, just finally, how crucial, how critical is this, do you think, uh, particularly with the Stage 3 uh, reopening where a lot of businesses can finally get back to quote-unquote uh, normal, although we're not uh, going back to pre-pandemic days, but how crucial is it for them to get this messaging and get it right? Could it really be make or break for a lot of different brands or chains? Yeah, it, it is very critical. I think now more than ever, it's so important to listen. 
And, you know, for a brand that's been struggling, listening can be hard. And I know that sounds a little bit trivial to say that because, but if we look at it from the standpoint of, you know, a restaurant that's just been hurting, you know, or a gym that hasn't had anybody in for the last five months, now they're their first tendency and no one would blame them for saying, okay, let's try and make as much money as we can. But I think we still have to remember that at the end of the day, to get people into these places, they have to feel comfortable. And if they're not going to feel comfortable, they're not going to go. So listening and really kind of being present and taking in what they're what what the marketplace is saying and then figuring out that messaging is going to be so crucial. And you're right, you know, they do have to get it right. But I think at the same time too, you know, I, I think customers are also uh, empathetic for the most part to brands and they're realizing, especially for small business brands, that they've been struggling too. So I think it's kind of a balancing act that, you know, will that make them a little more apologetic or a little bit easier going if something goes wrong? Quite possibly. So I think I think the idea that everyone's being vulnerable and everybody's being human, I think that can only do really good things for brands right now. Yeah, and I'm also reminded of the old adage, time heals. And is this only going to, is this going to take just a little bit more time as they uh, fully reopen or at least are allowed to open their doors and welcome people back into the gym, into the restaurant with stage three that uh, it might not be, you know, this Friday or next Friday, but maybe three or four Fridays from now is, you know, we get used to this and we're sort of dipping our toe in, uh, I guess, uh, into the water. More and more people will be willing to, quote unquote, take the plunge. And, you know, I think there's some people that like to be a part of that journey. You know, if they're there for the first stage of it and they realize, okay, this isn't exactly what I remember, but, hey, it's closer. It's closer than it was in stage one. Then, you know, they'll, they'll be they'll be excited to be a part of, of what happens next. And I think businesses have a job to do to identify who those types of people are who like to be there at the the get-go and engage them. And then for everyone else who kind of likes to dip their toes in a little slower, they can then use the examples of those, those kind of early adopters to kind of figure it out from there. So I think there's a lot of opportunity right now. I just think it has to happen in a very human, very humble way. Absolutely. Mike, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much. Thank you. Okay, there goes our branding expert, Mike Leon.